What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Okay, we had to watch that Betty Davis clip right away before we began when she says, I hate I, theater, isn't it terrible? And you know, the last time she goes, what? And she goes, I hate theater. I'm gonna repost it again, because it's gotta. true. Put it on with dance and stuff. Because it's true. We'll put we'll put it on her with dance and stuff Instagram, because you just saw theater. I just saw theater. And, and you know what? Yeah. Disclaimer, I don't go to a lot of plays. Okay, well, I don't really either Is that anymore. all the more reason why I have a really authentic perspective on it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Because when you when we were talking, you and I talked very briefly on the phone yesterday, and I realized we needed to stop talking on the phone and get together because we were right. going to do the podcast on the phone, and then mm-hmm. when we'd see each other, we'd be like, oh, let's talk about plants or something. And mm, Your immaculate apartment. Uh, my apartment is... Immaculate. It's a real mommy dearest moment, yeah. for sure. Jeremy arranges the things, and then I... Scrub them. Clean <laughs> everything within an inch of its life. Maybe that's why those plants are dying. Who knows? Anyhow, they had covered in Windex. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, I'm not good with plants. I do. I can't take care of them. They die. They die in my presence. Um, it just sucked the life right out of them. Incredible. If you had a bunch of fake plants, and like <sighs> weird fake floral. Well, we went to IKEA to get that desk. IKEA is selling all these fake plants. They sell right? real plants. No, no, Queen. They have. All these fake plants they're selling now, mm. like where it literally said fake plants, and then you could go, <laughs> you could like pick out, you know, things that could look just like that, except it's fake. You have to water it. Uh-uh. Today, forever. while I was sitting here reading, I heard one of those leaves start to open, and looked over and got to see it. Oh open. my god! It was pretty. You talk talk about a zen the moment. the cycle of laugh. Uh, yeah, a uh, theater. You saw theater. I, why? I don't know. I mean, because I was thinking, I tried to think about what why theater's so bad, and I've had this discussion before. Is bad theater worse than bad dance? And having experienced mm-hmm. them both, I can't decide. Right. And they're both. It's something about live performance when it's not good and the trap of mm. that. Well, here's what I'll say yeah. about comparing live dance to live theater. The theater, in my experience, is automatically contrived. <laughs> Extremely. Right. Because they're saying words. Yes. And speaking in phrases that we know and communicating to each other as if they're having a conversation. For the first time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh-huh. But they're just words they've memorized. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas in dance, there, I do feel if there's more possibility there can be sort of like authentic and enduring kind of real experience. But mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I mean, having had experience with both, there's, um, I don't know. And I think that's what made performers, I had this dream about Marion Seldes last week and I was thinking back on, on her as an actress and there was a way that she... Mm. It would, it would. It felt like it was. It was happening right then and there. I mean, and we are going to talk about film acting today. Movies. We, we are going to talk about movies, but we're also going to talk about a series. That, here's the physical movies aspect of it incredible. that doesn't work for theater. Movies are amazing because it allows the performers to find the feelings and then and then communicate them at a normal volume. Mm-hmm. And uh, in theater, everyone's yelling. Yeah, they do. And so immediately, it feels crazy <laughs> because they're projecting out from the stage, uh, and immediately it's totally unnatural. Right. Completely unnatural. Right. So that takes me out of it right away. Right. Well, and that's if it's a naturalistic play. I right. mean, I think that's the what's really difficult. If it's supposedly a naturalistic or semi-naturalistic play, and yet people are hyper over enunciating mm-hmm. using tones angling are, out yeah cheating Ooh. out is so bizarre to the so max so weird so weird however in dance no one does that do you know what i mean no one does that like no, no. one's like oh god i mean I, I recently saw some dance that i'm not gonna say who it was uh, we can talk about the dance you and I both saw, but I it wasn't very good. And 
And I, when I was trying to think of Did why, I see it? Mm-mm. Oh. And part of what it was, and it went actually went back, it was very self-serious. Mm. And I think that it was so from the maker. Do I know who made it? I don't think so. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, and it was so much just from the maker that I was, I don't, I just didn't care. And it was something about their use of time was very precious. Um, uh, I mean, I'm all for great periods of time being taken. I, I mean, clearly I'm a diehard fan of Beth Gill, but, um, and I've, took plenty of time and everything's imaginable about, but it was just, it was, it reminded me of, um, yeah, what I could also imagine being bad elements of theater. It's mm. a thing about self-seriousness. It really mm-hmm. is. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, when it's just about the maker and not about anybody else. Right. Or anything else really with, and the thing is actually I'd be okay with that if the maker knew that. Right. It's when these right. people think they're making something that's really exploring an issue. Uh, but I'm like, but it was just about you. This is the play I just saw called uh, Fairview. Okay. Now, I went into this knowing literally nothing because my friend Taylor... And I know nothing about it either. ...was like, uh, we were supposed to go see Mission Impossible, uh, which... Oh my God. Is Tom kn- Cruise in that again? Yeah. Wow. And I was... I knew going to the play, I was like, I'm doing this for Taylor... Mm. There's no way I'm going to enjoy this. Why did Taylor want to see a play? He already had tickets to it. He goes to see plays. That's his thing. He sees theater. He likes plays. Okay. He works in movies. He goes to theater. Oh, all right. Okay. So we go to this play. I'm already like, I don't want to do this. The set looks interesting. Mm -hmm. When we walk in, it's at Soho Rep. I was like, that's an attractive, looks like a sitcom living room. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, very well done. And framed with a black proscenium. So like when performers are out there, you can't really see their feet. So, it, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's framed. It. Uh-huh. Like a TV. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh-huh. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. it's... You got it. I immediately would be like, oh, I see. I mean, I just saw this Durang play. Did we talk about the Durang play with on the Jen, podcast? With Jen. With Jen. With Jen. With Jen. Jen. And that also had... I mean, the sitcom... When I did Betty's Summer Vacation, it was a summer house that was framed. This is... I was thinking about this years and years ago because I met... We'll get into Big Little Lies in a moment, but the woman who plays the therapist I met years yeah, and years ago because really we had both done a play at Clarence oh, Rise really around good. the same time. She's really good. But Betty Summer Vacation, which is the Durang play I did, was based on sitcom, and it took place in this house, and all this like crazy sex and violence happens on stage, and it's being referenced in terms of America's bloodthirst for those qualities. And that was 1998? Mm-hmm. Old days. maybe? Yeah. Old days. Anyhow, days. so this is now. This is 2018. 2018. Watch a TV show play. We're going into the theater. A scene unfolds with African-American actors where they're, they're playing sort of stereotypes of, like, the overbearing mother mm-hmm. and the really eccentric aunt mm-hmm. and the free-spirited daughter and mm. the, like, um, uh, the husband who's who can never do right or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it was a very heightened experience. Mm-hmm. And they get through this whole scenario where they're preparing for the mother mother's birthday dinner, mm-hmm. grandmother who's upstairs, we don't mm-hmm. see grandmother. And then something happens, blackout, the space gets reset, they re-perform the entire first section of the play Mm -hmm. in dim light where you can barely hear what they're saying and there's a voiceover of other actors talking who are white actors Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like commenting on what it is that we're watching Mm -hmm. but also this is the the best part of this play i'm kind of liking this this sounds sort of interesting right this was the most interesting part Uh it it was a device Uh and most interesting thing was the incredible skill with which they retrace their steps. Mm-hmm. So this, I'm imagining, Love. is a huge part of Raja Feather Kelly's contribution, uh-huh. who is credited as a choreographer. Cool. And this is the part when I was like, dance is better than theater. Mm. And I was like, this is the dance. And there's a lot of dancing they do inside of the text because mm-hmm. they're, t- you know, it's like they're talking about themselves as like a family that dances. I see. So they're retracing all their steps. Uh-huh. They're doing it really beautifully. There's parts of the uh, voiceover text that like coordinate to the dance move or the mm-hmm. the blocking. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the end of that and then we move into something absolute like absurd theater with like white actors playing black characters mm-hmm. and 
um, a man playing an old woman and then this huge fight involving all this plastic food and strobe lights and it, everything sort of just like disintegrates like the whole universe of this play disintegrates into chaos okay and then the the person who's playing the daughter who's having who's struggling through this scenario she's struggling with the chaos that's yes, happening yes because She's through the course of. Is she the, kind of the straight man to the whole? Initially action? not, and then yes, she okay. becomes like the 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 only thing on stage that seems real. Got it. And then she's suddenly in a spotlight, and she gives a speech about how how it is that we view black performance mm-hmm. and like our expectations mm-hmm. of black performers. Mm-hmm like the white gaze mm-hmm. and then she asks all the white people in the audience to come sit in the stage space mm-hmm. and the performers sit out in the audience mm-hmm. and she carries on with this monologue um, which I'm imagining is meant to uh, make you feel guilty mm. mm-hmm. or provoke some kind of thoughts mm. and I have to say I felt completely unaffected I thought the whole thing was so incredibly obvious right from the beginning, Mm. and I wanted to leave. But not in a way where I was mad at anybody, Mm -hmm. or in a way where I felt attacked, because I didn't. Right. I just was like, this doesn't feel directed at me. It also feels incredibly basic, (laughs) and um, (laughs) that's that. It's interesting. I mean, hearing about it, the thing that I, I think... I think um, the part that I first felt keyed into was the the dim lighting. I mean, I haven't seen this. Mm-hmm. I have no idea about it except from what you've just told me. And the thing about the dim lighting and watching them reperform that has so much mystery in it, mm-hmm. or how to bring the viewer in. Mm-hmm. Another thing I've realized that I so there's when something's so mysterious that it is. It's just about the maker sort of playing with themselves. I can feel very shut out or kind of like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Or as James Whiteside calls it, a living room dance. Best made for and best made in and to be performed only for you mm-hmm. in, in your living room. Um, or uh, when I'm when it's too over-explained, I that's feel what, really that's shut exactly out. exactly what it was. And it was so explained. Yeah. And it was almost like mm. the part where they re-performed the beginning, mm-hmm. had it been done with no voiceover, mm-hmm. with, in just dim light, with mm-hmm. almost not being able to hear anything, would have mm-hmm. been so interesting. Well, but instead, all of this kind of like information is being forced down, forced into our minds, which doesn't allow for any use of the imagination Mm. and you're like well I understand what you're doing but really like lay off a little bit this Mm -hmm. is too you're explaining your process so much that it's silly Mm. it's uh it also sounds like one of those things about considering uh your audience yeah and when I quickly I quickly googled this right before we started uh that it was a co- commission with Berkeley Rep and so perhaps I don't know if it's I didn't read any further I don't know if it started Mm -hmm. in Berkeley but there also could be a a pretty big difference between that audience and this audience coming to something at Soho Rep. But I mean apparently rave reviews. That's what I read when I looked at it online it was rave reviews. So I am I am not an experienced theater goer as far as stage plays go Mm-hmm. And I didn't love it. The, the pieces of theater that I have loved, I would say, are like the dances I've seen that I've loved, where I am allowed to come towards them. Mm-hmm. I am neither shut out by over-explanation or by a kind of uh, uh, masturbatory quality of right. the ar- artist that is uh, makes the event totally of just themselves. Right. The best play I've seen in New York mm-hmm. was Singlet. Uh, that was incredible. It was incredible. And yeah. it was abstract. Yes. But it was a play. And yeah. there was text. Oh, and yeah. there was artifice. Yeah. But it was completely affecting. It was amazing. It also, I mean, something about that work that I think is important to talk about in terms of acting, which is 
a la dancing. Like mm-hmm. if we think of a dance and the dancers in it and we think of a play or a theater event and the actors in it, uh, was about rigor, real time focus around what they're saying and completely living in it uh, without a sort of, something I think I've been also feeling kind of put off by lately is a, and that I wanted to be attentive in in my own work, is a level of snarky commentary whilst performing. Mm-hmm. That can be, that can perhaps be a pepper or, or a little bit of a spice, but I'm so, I feel so inundated with that kind of material. Mm-hmm. That's something I loved in Singlet was that they, each event was really happening mm-hmm. for them. It was incredible. And they, and you got to watch this psychological dexterity. Mm-hmm. And the form was theater, but the form, though the form also had elements that theater can have, such as dance mm-hmm. and uh, performance art. The the visual of it was so great, all of that. Right. Well, you saw a play and you didn't I like it, and you felt uh, your experience of it was a, a level right. of, and that you Apathy. also, but because you felt lectured to or a little bit, but also like I understood the lecture. I don't uh-huh. disagree with the lecture. Right. And yet I was not interested because I don't feel, I didn't think it was done in a way that was particularly interesting. And what way do you think you could, that that information could have been imparted to you in a theatrical way that would have been interesting or effective? To have either done it um, far more abstractly or far more violently. Mm. One, of, one or the other. I like that. A piece, another piece of theater where I saw someone behave in a very violent way was Phaedra Driscoll's piece, name I don't remember, with Jacob Slominski, oh, right. where he screamed at the audience. Right. And, and there was audience interaction. Yeah. And it worked. It was unbelievable. Right. But it was actually, you felt um, there was real danger. Right. Which in this, you didn't feel, and it, whatever, it was fine. Okay, moving on. We're moving done with on. Fairview now. Got that it. Was, thank you. Good job, Raja Feather. Kelly, you did a really good job. Best best contribution to that play, by far. Work. I, uh, I'm i going to look to see how long it's on, see if I can. It's over. Oh, it is? She okay. gone. Mm-hmm. All right. And them? We, we both saw, let's start with what we both saw first, which was Mark, Mark Morris. Morris. Yes. Okay, here we go. The last several Mark Morris shows I've seen have been transcendent for me. Mm-hmm. I come away. Did you from see the Britain piece? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Curly I really River. Wish I would have it seen was that. incredible. Yeah. I cried. Amazing. Yeah. His Orfeo, amazing. Um, the Mozart dances, wonderful. Cried again. Uh, Layla and Manjun, amazing. Uh, his like evening of small pieces at the Mark Morris Dance Center. Loved it. Uh, even White Light Festival a couple of years ago, where they presented other smaller works of his, including this unbelievable solo that this man Dallas performed. Like things that are so perfect and unbelievable and like pure. And the dancers are so wonderful. Ugh, They're wonderful. They are. Now, this incredible. show, I have to say, Right from the beginning, I, I was seated in a bad place. Where I, were you seated? I had a good view. I was seated in the med, like the second, like the first balcony, the mezzanine, mm-hmm. but in the back underneath the big overhang, and there were old people coughing all around me, echoing. That was really real the night I saw it too. The the coughing was pretty, and I had an interaction with an audience member actually. Oh please which, tell me! I I kept a mat. I was uh, thinking a speech to to deliver to oh. them, but I didn't. Well. I, so I was seated fourth row center. Wow. So I got Lloyd to be, gave you a seat. I went with Lloyd. How did he do that for you? Um, you just had seats? Lloyd had been given tickets, I think, by a company member, and he asked if I wanted to be his date. Wow, I never get comps. I love Lloyd so much. <laughs> and Lloyd and I had, uh, Lloyd made me laugh so hard. Uh, oh, beyond, beyond. Lloyd and I... Lloyd and I laughed a lot. I mean, we also then had, had dinner afterwards and laughed. I just love um, that queen so much. I can't wait, wait I to Wait, I want to hear about together. the altercation. Okay, so in the first piece and the second piece, 
We'll get into talking about the work in a moment. Yeah. But first, we'll do audience participation. Which I'm going to be very fair about the work because I. Yeah. I'm also going to be very fair yeah. about the work because I actually really loved. I mean, here's the thing, and I, Isaac had asked what I thought about the show, and I, uh, I was like, look, when Mark, when Mark does something that's not my favorite, it is still much better than most. Right, it's right, really, right. Oh my gosh! Of course, it is in. Incredible. Incredible. Um, so we do love saying that word. So um, first piece happens. Second piece, there's this guy who's coughing behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it's a pretty, he, the, a couple of times he did it, I also got just a little bit on the back of my neck. But it's also, was it one of the ones where you're like, you should go home? I felt um, like, why are you here? Exactly. I, and, then, and then there was the, the sound of unwrapping of... Candies, something to put in the mouth drops. Mm-hmm. and then a, like a, a pretty oh my god sound on it so I leaned forward to be like let mm-hmm. me just project your discomfort let me just well no actually I want it well yeah, a sure if I if like I can project some of it so maybe he can bring himself under control a little bit besides mm-hmm. me whipping my head around and saying please stop that mm-hmm um, but also because when he coughed, two of the times, like, the back of my neck just got, like, the breeze of that. And Ooh. just and I, any spittle. Like, I was like, I can't. That's a lot to handle. So, intermission. We go to the bathroom. We come back. Talk with some of the dancers. We had lovely. Saw Wally Sean, who I haven't seen in, like, forever. And, it, like, we talked about Wallace Sean? Yes. I knew him from Williamstown. Is way he back 100? I don't know. He's so sweet. Okay. I love. We talked about Parker's book because he didn't know she'd written a book. And he was like, I went into a bookstore and there it was. Okay. And I was like, yay. <laughs> so we took a photo for Parker and sent it to her. And it all feels really cute. Go to sit back down. And then someone taps me on my back. And I was like, wow. Oh and he goes, do you mind sitting back during the performance? And I said, I, I don't mind, but you're coughing. And I don't want to get sick. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to lean away from you because it's, it's uh-huh. it seems like you're, oh my God. you are not, you're, you're uh, unwell. You're unwell. Yeah. And, and I, and I said, because you're, you're coughing a lot. And, and, then... and he was like, well, I'm, I, I'm not sick. And I was like, okay. I know it's probably seems hypochondriacal of me, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's a lot. Uh-huh. And then his wife goes, well, someone's wearing a perfume that's really a lot. And I was like, I wonder if it's me. I decided to just fully engage with that. At that point, like, I was like, I said, maybe it's me. Maybe oh, I'm wow. the one who's wearing something. And she's like, and she was like, it could be. And then I was like, you know what? It's not. It's not me. And <laughs> I wonder who it is. Like, they didn't know what to do with that. They didn't know. Right. What to, and then she, I kind of just like unmoored the whole thing and they like sat down and and then there was a seat open next to Lloyd like there wasn't someone there mm-hmm. and I was like look I can just sit right there and then I won't even be by you oh crazy! and then I just moved and he was like well you don't need to do that and I was like but I'm going to right good job and so that was it it wasn't anything I it's not like I was horrible but right. it was really it was I mean the audience was Surreal. I mean, I, every time I go to like City Ballet, so ABT, old. it's it is really old and really white. It is the people. Well, this is what Fairview was about. It well, what it really was about is about the people who can afford to see shows right. are white, old people in this city. Right. And I think it's too bad that that play couldn't be performed for them. Then. Well, what's interesting is that at the. Oh, sorry, I'll just go back to Fairview for one second. At the well, end if that's of, what it's about, and if it's no, about this it, engagement, then this is what we're talking about. Yeah, at the end and of I'm Fairview, we're looking into the audience, and I thought to myself, because there was a group of African-American viewers in the mm-hmm. audience, in addition to cast members, and it would have been very interesting if we had been looking into the audience and it had been only the cast members. Mm-hmm. And so that's very much what it feels like going to see a show like Mark Morris at, mm-hmm. at Rose Theater. It's right. just like old, old, white, white, rich, rich. Right. And the number of snorings too that were happening. The man next to me fell asleep through act one mm-hmm. or through until intermission. Right. 
And then when I moved, someone behind me was full on snoring. And then his wife would wake him up and be like, bah, bah, bah. and then you'd hear it, the snoring just start up again. Well, I, where we were for the first half, there was talking, there was endless coughing, the kind of coughing where you're really like, you need to be in bed. Mm-hmm. You do not need to be here. Mm-hmm. And then at intermission, Russell and I asked an usher to reseat us and they gave us amazing seats, like the Obama seats, you know, just oh, like, work. oh yeah, like center of the ring around the theater. Amazing. Amazing. Do you know it's because they knew who Russell was? No. Oh. They were just like, we take pity on you. Yeah, because those uh-huh. seats were available and we were very nice about it. What we did were, you say? Russell actually did it. It was his birthday and he was brave enough to just be like, hi, we're like sitting in a place, there's people coughing all around us. Is there any seats that we could take that are available? Mm-hmm. And at first they were like, oh, I don't know. And then they figured it out and we moved. Which was so great, thank God. Uh, Although, it would have been nice to see the first half in a good seat, because I preferred the first half of the show. And here we go, I preferred the first half. I mean, what I, and, and I, um, is it Love Song Waltzes? Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Leave um, Cedar Waltzes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really, so it's Brahms, beautiful, the boy-boy partnering was great. It's a beautiful dance. It's beautiful. beautiful. And I felt like initially I was struggling to get into it because I hated the costumes. The costumes are bad. Horrific. And I, and the people coughing around me and I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to get into this. And then suddenly like there was a moment where they, everybody entered into these lines on either side of the stage and yes. then dissolved into waltzing in a circle. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to cry. Really good. I love this. And then really I good. loved it from then to the end. The part with um, Dallas and the part with Domingo and the way that Domingo ended the piece and it was really, really beautiful. Um, so that piece, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Not mad. I'm mad at the costumes. Nobody sure. designed them according to the program. So like that was true. I was like, who did these red velvet? Like what happened? A you? real bric-a-brac like college costume it bin. Was super that, honey. Boy, why? So then I spent when this happens, I spend the whole piece thinking about what it should be or what it yeah. could be. And I really thought about how much I wish you designed the color. I, I really, and I also, knowing how much you love Mark, how deeply you love his work, Thank and you. that he's still alive, mm-hmm. is, instead of like, you know, Cunningham or Balanchine, mm-hmm. other people who you love, mm-hmm. it would be amazing to see you design something for them. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I was really like, oh, wow, I wish Rita designed the costumes for this. Yeah, me too. There was, there was some part where, I mean, someone was in a, a red velvet dress, and I laughed out loud when I, I like, there was some way I mean, it that, moved that wasn't just laugh. wasn't the worst of it. Let me tell you what, there was some bad stuff going on. At any rate, yeah. dance was good. Yeah, clothes were bad. Moving into the second piece, which is I don't want to love. I think I don't remember what it was it's called. Something like that. It was to Monteverdi music, which right. was performed exceptionally. Yeah, music. The musicians, music director Colin Fowler, classmate of mine at Interlochen. It's amazing, amazing. They always have like wonderful singers. Yeah, who sing who sing things correctly for their style. Yeah. It's really amazing. Um, the dance itself, I wasn't crazy about. I I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. And Isaac's costumes were very funny. White 90s realness, which is when they were made. Oh, yeah. It was made in the 90s. It was a real... Here's what I thought. I thought it was a real, like, him doing, like, fantasy white, all different versions of, like, absurd pajamas. Well, he he asked how they looked, and... I he asked if they were in tatters and I was like no they really weren't they I was I was like but they were that you were definitely giving me white nineties realness yes it's like a full white look and tattered jean Lauren like, Grant in like bell bottoms and a tied crop moment mm-hmm. with a bell sleeve and I was like I never want to see a queen who had like the toe could you see from where you were that a queen was wearing like a toe anklet like a gold what what have you yeah and no. a gold anklet that goes around the big toe amazing uh-huh. yeah very de- 90s the details the details yes but very 90s super soup soups yep. 90s yep it made me think of um, like a photo shoot I saw with Leonardo DiCaprio for interview like, but was, like the fabrications were very good it was a fully realized idea but mm-hmm. I didn't it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. Right. Do I love Isaac? <laughs> beyond. Beyond. Uh, beyond. Beyond. Okay, so then intermission. And I and here's the thing, even with that piece, I was like, 
I really, I, this is good. This is good. Oh, he's, I mean. They were both just so good. There was, there was some intricacies to the partnering and to, his partnering is really great. Um, in both pieces, I wondered about now, you know, that we have, we had definitely had some boy, boy, girl, girl partnering. And in both pieces, again, as I thought about costuming, I was very gendered. I was, I want, I really wanted that to go. Me too. I really wanted the gendering. Well, it's amazing. Like Mark, like already had explored this conundrum that people are facing now of like how can men dance with men and women dance with women and right. what are what is what does it mean and like mark resolved that decades ago yeah decades ago because yeah. you look at your work his work and it happens in such a natural way it never feels contrived it never it never feels finger shaking no it never feels like, no. I've got something to say. Never. Let me tell you this. It, no. uh, it happens inside of the phrase work. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. The third, now we're going to get to the shoot. The third piece was the premiere, which was the Trout Quintet. I didn't love it. No, I didn't either. It felt very technical. It, the walking in the beginning yeah. was not... Here's... My first thought was, she's not a minimalist. No. And so... It just doesn't work. It's that kind of walking, sitting down, da da da. It got very precious very quickly, and then and then later scan forward in the piece to the overacting when they go oh, through yeah, a yeah, trauma, yeah, 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 kind yeah. of battlefield accident, mm-hmm. the plague, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oof. It did feel like didn't work. Some it did feel like a colder kind of expression of the music for Mark, which it doesn't mm-hmm. often feel like that to me. Mm-hmm. It usually feels like extremely sincere and pure, and this piece felt less so. Mm-hmm. I agree. Me. I didn't. It it just wasn't. There's also a lot of there was. Oh, and honey, I'm the costumes really. I did not. No, thank you. It was really the having these men be in a uniform mm-hmm. so that therefore they're it sort of just means well they're all the same mm-hmm. the women are in multicolors mm-hmm. and these like 50s silhouette it's a very like doris day at home yeah moment. but then the men are in a pajama top and bottom and the pajama top has a like a kind of tanky with this this was a piece where i spent the whole time trying to understand the thought process of the costumes of the design i couldn't make it out and for me they it 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 almost so fully distracted me that i it, mm-hmm. it was almost hard to watch especially when the women there was a lot with women being lifted and and this also all the partnering was gender normative i mean it was mm-hmm. all like all those women went up onto the men's shoulders mm-hmm. and did the like reverse thing with their legs and mm-hmm. they all got picked up with their butts to the audience with a dress going up mm-hmm. and that happened in such a that that gesture happened in such repetition that it felt it was very clear about look at this dress go up you'll see her butt the dress comes down I set her down she goes off stage because all the women had to go through that and it just um, I don't know didn't work not for me and not for you but maybe no. for someone maybe Maybe. Maybe. Um, but there will be more great Mark Morris pieces. There will. Lloyd really made me laugh because he said, ugh, when they just walked around to that first track, and track. I said, I was like, first, first track. track. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's really good. Yeah. That made me laugh so hard. I laughed. I'm that still laughing about track. it. That first track. All that just walking around to that first track oh really my got God. me. Um, okay, then, and then the next day we go to see Inlets, right? And I saw it before you, and then you went to the showing after me. I got to see your cast because they did four minutes, just like when At you the beginning uh, demo. They yeah, did a they demo. did a four yeah, minute yeah, yeah. demo, so I did see the cast you saw briefly, mm-hmm. and then I had a different cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I had I went to the previous. So the Cunningham Foundation is doing uh, reconstructions of old work. Um, some of which hasn't been seen in a really long time. And they use reference videos, ref- reference notes, original dancers, etc. And they reconstruct it on groups of young dancers, some of whom are professionals, some of whom are like recent college grads, etc. They pay them for like a few weeks of work to reconstruct the dance and then they just show it for free for audiences on Fridays. And usually there's two showings. 
And um, the last one I saw was Rune, which was a dance from the 50s, which was so fascinating. And then Inlets was from the 70s and was much more in the vein of, of like, Icicles Cunningham dances. Right, right, right. Where it's really just, like, these are the steps. They're not connected to this. They're not connected to that. I'm exploring bodies together, bodies apart, Mm -hmm. making shapes, Mm -hmm. da-da-da-da-da. And, I mean, I don't think... It's not a bad dance. It's just, like, it's not... It's a dance that didn't stay in the repertoire for a reason. Right. It's not um, exceptional. Hearing about that mylar circle that traveled behind mm-hmm. the stage, and then there's an eclipse that happens right when Merce is doing his solo uh-huh. and then it kept going, I really thought, I'm going to take that. That, oh, yeah, you I, can. Was, I was like, that is absolutely something that sounds right out of my textbook. Yeah. Um, I loved get here here's how I felt about it especially post as I thought about what I'd just seen the night before to then what I was seeing mm-hmm. uh there um it, it made me really love Merce beyond beyond Don't I mean you just love him I love him I mean I really and I as I was watching Jeremy didn't get to see it with me and as I watched it I thought god I wish Jeremy was watching this because Isn't I don't like know if some, Jeremy's seen a live oh he has seen a live it's such a huge least. miracle that he it's, was allowed to like so fully realize these ideas from John and from his other collaborators and like Eventually, people were like, you nailed it. Where for many years, people were like, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, even in this piece, again, even in that piece, which I understand it, I can understand where it was removed from the repertoire and da 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 da. So much better than so much. Oh, I I mean. Just so much better than so many things. Well, really, I mean, the part when. Uh, the part where they come downstage and they're all in an arabesque and you just have to hold it mm-hmm. and watch their ankles and thinking about that being made in the 70s uh-huh. and and then think now about things we see. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That people are making now. Oh. I mean, I was really just like, I oh, had like man. a kind of like small Cunningham epiphany watching Rune during the last one because there's a section where all these people are standing on releve and have to do these like front leg extensions mm. and try not to fall but inevitably everybody will come down and go back up and come down and if you kind of like relax your brain and stop stop seeing the struggle what you end up seeing is like nature right you see like the movement of nature and chance and i was really like he did it what about the beginning uh, of inlet starting with you know the uh, there's a male dancer standing with a with one foot in a forest arch on the ground and just uh, shaking backwards, basically. Like, just doing small little shakes while you would watch. And what you would see, because then it gets repeated throughout, is that I, you'd watch the upper thoracic start to soften with that mm-hmm. and the extension deepen. Mm-hmm. And it was so... Uh, or when you know the the I think it's the, from the Mer solo where he does small steps in a circle, then goes down to the ground on his knees and does small steps and then comes back up, going mm-hmm. back into the small steps in a circle. I mean, these things of such extreme simplicity mm-hmm. that, and I, I just think of everything that references it. This happens now. Oh yeah. I mean, it's but the problem is is that Merce's purity of approach mm-hmm. to making this work it really created an environment where like there was no possibility for failure really it wasn't about that whereas now people put so much thought and pressure mm. and it needs to be about something and then suddenly it cannot live up to the desires of the maker the desires of the audience but with Merce's work, it's left completely open to us as viewers, to him as the maker, to the dance for the dancer's experience. And then suddenly we're like, oh my God, like this can't really go wrong. It was wild to hear people's misconception about chance in the Q&A. People had questions oh, about... Oh, tell me the question. Well, someone had a question about, they, were, they said, well, how did, you know, so are you guys rolling dice back there? It was like that and... Mm-hmm. and that people don't understand that chance was used in the making of it and then these pieces are performed instead of um, really believing that every time they see it it's going to be a totally different work mm. they, didn't oh, under- interesting. they didn't understand that the throw that when he was doing things like 
uh, I mean, I think there's both ways. The I Ching. In Cunningham's work. There, right. There are those times where there can be chants being used on those specific performances, mm-hmm. but on, in this one, there was not. No. It was, it, the chance was in the making of it. Right. And so to hear, it was interesting that people thought it was always that way. Mm. Or that that's what makes this work special, is that it's always new. Mm. I mean, they were curious what the other one had looked like, and it was... Well, it was just a different cast, but it was this. It, it was looked this like phrase. this. It looked like this, mm-hmm. right? Um, that was interesting to me. It was interesting. Garen was like, wow, that piece was so sexual. I was like, that is bizarre. And Garen, that is I mean, really. I, I was like, that is all about you, honey, because it really is. <laughs> it's really not. Um, I met this really nice guy named Jay who worked with John Cage on Steps. Um, Who's Jay? I, I have his card in, in there. He, he said, please, and, and he just came up and he came up to me and said, is Robert here? And I was like, no. Who's Robert? Uh, Swinston. Oh. Mm-hmm. And um, and he he was like, you know, I worked with John Cage in Making Steps. And then he, we just started talking. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is what I miss about going to see dance is talking with people after. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, well. Hi. I was like, well, hello. <laughs> um, so we saw, we did Mark, we did Inlets, and now for what's really Oh, right. Okay. Big Little Lies. Big Little I Lies. I finally did it. Amazing. But the first thing I want to say is I watched the last episode twice. <laughs> well... It's so row. gratifying. It is sort of like so gratifying. So gratifying. When so spoiler, oh, you know, spoilers. All alert. spoilers. Um, all spoilers. Spoilers. I cried what? both times in the exact same place, <laughs> and let me tell you where it is. When who is the new girl from? You, what's that actress's Shailene name? Woodley. When Shailene like shakes when she sees. Oh, when she sees when him. she sees Alexander Skarsgård and realizes that it, that it's was her him. abuser, uh-huh. that was her rapist, she get she does like a contraction. Didn't where she, she completely start to make sense to you, like why they cast this person? Oh, she's amazing. Everyone's amazing. Uh, like everyone is amazing. It is the best thing I've seen since Dynasty. Laura I, Dern. Laura Dern with the eye patch. Can you even believe can, what she did in that show, playing like the most hideous person? Who, and yet. And, and then, somehow. And then turns it. She turns it around. She, because Laura Dern is a genius. Okay, Nicole Kidman is a star. Nicole you, Kidman. I can't. Can you I believe can't. what she did with that therapist, those scenes? The ther- Parker and I spent like most of our phone call yesterday talking about the therapy scenes. Those they are amazing. They are so what therapy feels like. And especially if you were ever in a bad situation... Because when the therapist understands what's happening and Nicole Kidman does not, and the therapist is like, um, you got to get out of there. And she's like, I think you're being really out of control. And then the therapist <laughs> says, well, let me give you the number for the Better Business Bureau and you can report me. In the meantime, we need to find you an apartment. <gasps> I mean, remember that line? I mean, okay. First oh things first. Oh, my God. First things she's first. She's amazing. What? With the therapist? Yes. Oh, she's incredible. And I once had... Um, we once had, uh, we went to like, we were both were getting our license at the same time at the DMV. We were dealing with the DMV. And is we this went, real life? This is real life. And I was like <laughs> 21 before she went out to LA and did, she did, she was in a Western show. She was in some Western. Bonanza. Can you imagine? Uh-huh. No, I can't remember what it was called. Hey but, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was a show. Hey, dude, was a show. Yeah. What was that? It was on Nickelodeon. Oh. And it was like teenagers who worked on like a ranch. Oh my god! And I, Christine Taylor was. Wow, it. you are it. You are triggering me. Okay, Christine Taylor, who went on, who's now on that show, Search Party, and is incredible. Who is she it. on Search Party? She is the like pill popping rich lady who employs Dory. Oh, she's as an amazing. assistant. Her name's Christine Taylor. She's Ben Stiller's wife. She is also Marsha in the Brady's Bunch That's remakes, which are <laughs> incredible. When's the Brady, time you said Brady's Bunch? I say Brady's bunch (laughs) in the Brady's bunch. So, okay, wait, the first things first, Uh, which big little lies character are you? Oh, interesting. And you have to be one of the lead, one of the lead women. I mean, we wouldn't be any of the boys. We're we're none of those characters. Hmm. 
Okay, my choices are Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Laura Dern, Shailene Woodley. Mm-hmm. I think I'm Nicole Kidman. That's correct. I already did this. I already asked Jeremy which one you are. You are Nicole Kidman. Yeah. That is Because I'm the one who, like, goes to therapy, and then she's like, it's not okay, and I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> That's exactly what Jeremy said. Yeah. When I was like, I was like, why is Reed Nicole? And he goes, because he would go to therapy, and the therapist would be like, you're in trouble. And Reed would be like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, I think Jeremy said, it's fine, which is what you just said. Yeah. I'm almost positive that you said exactly Exactly what Jeremy yeah. said, which is really incredible. Should I guess who you are? Do you want to guess? You're Reese Witherspoon. I am. That is yeah. absolutely correct. I, mean, I obviously am. Yeah. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. It's so unbelievable. Like I was like, I am absolutely Reese Witherspoon on that show. Like, is Jeremy so, Laura Dern anger? <laughs> maybe Jeremy is Laura Dern. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because Jeremy's not, like, he doesn't have denial like Nicole Kidman's character does, or, like, a desire to keep things together, but is certainly, like, okay, wow, you know, like... (laughs) (laughs) It'd be really harsh. And would be really sweet if someone came and apologized, you know? It's, um, okay. Okay, here we go. So here's where I I cried. Like, fully, so I, I watched... None of us are Shailene Woodley. Oh, no, actually, Jeremy is. I think. I think that's what I said to Jeremy, that Jeremy is Jalene Woodley. Like, would arrive... He's been through trauma. Well, like, if he... But would be... It's, like, the nice one who's, like, also maybe, like, secret... Like, has a secret, you know? Mm. Maybe. Mm. It's hard to say. Um, Mm. It's hard to say in that. At first, I thought Shailene, but then hearing you say Laura, I was like, oh, yeah. At first, I thought I was Laura Dern. And then I was like... That you were? You could also be Laura Dern. But I'm not. Ruthless. But I'm not, because I wouldn't... I wouldn't... She's insane. She's insane. And, like, she also is too, like, together in a way. I have a question. Whereas I'm, I'm like, Reese, where I am just, like, really loud. Like, Mm -hmm. like, all the scenes of them at the coffee table coffee shop where Reese Witherspoon is so loud. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's like me. Like, you can't be wrong. Um, you always think you're doing something good. <laughs> and if I do something bad, like extreme guilt. Yeah. Like, I was really, I was really like, wow. When she went to get in the car with the guy she had mm-hmm. had the affair with, I was like, don't do it. She and then it. when the car accident happened, mm-hmm. uh, all the way she would talk to him or when she talked to the his wife... When she was like, is it you? And Reese Witherspoon was like, I am married with children. <laughs> like, her answer to it? I was like, that's the answer. That is wow, literally like, the answer. So, I haven't seen this in a long time, but like, oh. I'm so glad you're refreshing my memory because oh. it's really good. Okay, wait, what was the question you were just about to ask me before I oh, talk about where I Oh, okay, cried? okay. So I was going to say, oh, here's the other, here's another quiz. Uh-huh. Which of the spouses do you want to be your spouse? Because this is weird. I found the Laura Dern's husband like a little bit sexy even though he was so gross. Wow. Wow. Right? Because clearly like she, they're having some good sex. Do you know what I mean? I think they are having some sex. Well, she's withholding. Yeah. But there's something sexual about him. Okay. I mean, well, he's got a beard and he's like maybe pretty like <laughs> glasses. It, well, <laughs> I mean, he also like goes and confronts Shailene Woodley. He's like, like Adam Scott is absolutely mm, undesirable. Who is that? Reese Witherspoon's husband. But like, you get it, don't you? No, you don't get it at all. I mean, I understand why they're married. Uh huh. Because he's safe. Right. But he's also excruciating. How, why is he excruciating? His whole music thing and, like, always being nice and always being like, uh, you like other people more. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, because you're boring. Wow. But he was so sweet. <laughs> exactly. I cried a little bit when he sang his song at the t- at trivia night. Oh, yeah. I mean, an Elvis thing? Yeah, and then Reese Witherspoon cries and, like, runs away. Zoe Kravitz comes and she's like, wow, he's really great. And Reese Witherspoon just runs. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe, are you ready? Okay. She, Wait, first we didn't okay. finish the spouse's okay, okay, question. Okay, okay, so okay. clearly, like, Alexander You want to do Alexander Skarsgård. I mean, he's so hot, but I don't really want to get beaten up. What you about, don't want to be killed? No, what about the part where Nicole Kidman wraps her hand around that dildo? That's his dick. Yeah, he, the like, fake penis thing? When he pulls out, I was like, 
She's so brave. Nicole Kidman, it's hard to say. Like, is she brave or is she just like this, a really naive actress and that's why she's so incredible? Maybe a mixture. It could just be a mixture. I mean, I think about her and Margo at the wedding. I think, you know what I want to want? I almost want to rewatch tonight is The Others. The Hours? The Others. Oh, The Others. Honey. Oh, I mean, with honey. the ghost kids. I mean, I think it's based on Turn of the Screw. It's so good. So incredible. She's amazing. She's in. Incredible. I mean, she really is. Also, I she really, really her, is. I mean, and she's not, and she's not an American actress in terms of an American actress. I would say Jessica Lange, but in terms of Hollywood, also, oh. You know, what so about crazy. the Meryl Streep? You said the Jessica Lange, and then like two seconds ago, and then two seconds went by, and I was like, wait, but Jack also. Jessica Lang, and honestly, like that's where my brain went. Like I thought I was saying a different name, but as it like was about to come out of my mouth, I was like, "That's the same name." <laughs> oh, here's why: because okay. you said Jessica Lang, mm-hmm. I thought of Jessica Lang in Feud, and then I thought of Jessica Lang in Men Don't Leave, and I was like, "No, but Jack also Jessica Lang, right? Also Jessica Lang <laughs> also, yeah, and Men Don't Leave, different face, different, same well, person, same with Nicole Kidman though. We like the others, different time, right, right, right. But I have Super to say, right time. now her face is in really good place. Oh, it's in such a good place. It is settled into beauty it's so nice um <laughs> out of the spouses Asner Skarsgård's so hot but like no um Zoe Kravitz's husband I mean here's the thing He's all sexy. the men oh you know who I want no the barista the oh that that's you know who he is I think he's this Canadian actor who has an identical twin but he also I could be so wrong wait I think he's Ice Boy from the early X-Men movies. I don't know. I just, I loved him. And I love that he, like, kicked the guy out. He kicked Laura Dern's husband out. very sweet. To ask her out. I love that her immediate response is, you're not gay. And they just cut the scene there. Mm. And then he comes to the party and Reese Witherspoon is like, Tom? Wow. Like, she's so, oh, God. every So much of Reese's behavior on that show. When Reese throws up all over the fish with the green throw up when she finds out that her daughter's auctioning off her virginity oh, yeah, 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 for Amnesty yeah. International and she's like is this are you joking is this some kind of joke and then she starts to throw up I laughed so hard <laughs> it, and also because they decided that the puke would be green isn't it because obviously she had a salad for lunch right but that they had it's just and then she throws up over the table and Zoe first Zoe Kravitz like it's okay it's okay and then Zoe Kravitz goes god damn it I mean, really? We all want to be Zoe Kravitz, and here's here's where I cried. So, oh, so when gross. Shailene Woodley contracts, realizing Alexander Skarsgård was her rapist, and immediately you're like, that's why he's been taking all those trips. He's taking you, trips to... You didn't know before that moment. That Alexander Skarsgård was her rapist? Yeah. I didn't. Wow. So, but here's what I did know by the second episode of this show. Or as soon as we saw Alexander Skarsgård actually beat Nicole Kidman up, I knew he'd be the one to die. Okay. Okay. So I knew by like episode three, I was like, he's going to be the one who gets killed. See, I didn't, I thought one of the women was going to get killed. I really did. Um, I thought it was going to be Nicole or Reese. Thank God it wasn't because I would have hated the show. Uh, So I knew it'd be him who got killed and I knew something else. But, oh, I knew it was Nicole Kidman's son who was hurting the other girl. I knew that by, like, episode three. Because oh, I was like, twins. I was like, well, if this is happening at home, that's who's doing it at school. Right, right, right. And right, I, right, because right. I just was like, it's not the little boy. It's not Shaylee's so little boy. Cute. He was so cute. Oh, my God. The kids were excellent. The kids were, what about the little girl who's always like, hey, woman. Listening to music. She's Reese like a Witherspoon's music daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she would be Reese Witherspoon's daughter. Well, she? Reese and that guy. So precocious. Reed and um, the guy who you Adam don't like. Scott. Yeah. Um, so when she again here we, I'm repeating myself for like the tenth time when she Contracts. realizes that Alexander Skarsgård and she looks at Reese Witherspoon and then they who un- then Reese looks at Nicole there's a mutual understanding and they all understand without saying anything oh. burst into tears but I was I was like this I want more of this I want to see more shows of women relating with each other of this it just made and me and then like Nicole Kidman like immediately being able to be like he doesn't need to be alive you know what I mean of like being able to deal with that trauma by by making this connection you know what do you mean he doesn't need to be alive 
I feel like his death. Oh, that she just lets it go, that he died. She's like, yeah. it had to happen. Absolutely. Right. Well, he was, I mean, literally kicking her ribs he in. He was going to kill her. He was probably going to kill her. Watching all the women attack him. So my fantasy, and this is my, I, I think my idea of utopia, it was that the women would all collectively come together and pick him up and throw him. I wanted to see all the women. But he kind of like... He was too... It was just too ballistic for them to get him off the ground. I mean, he, they were trying. Watching them all try to attack him. And then, this is where I cried again. Zoe Kravitz just running down those steps and screaming, No! Oh, and just she pushing him. the him. final push? It's Zoe Kravitz. Amazing. We'll watch it again when we return to McCray. Oh, it's my so, God. Because... And then you... And then immediately thinking about it's the yoga teacher who does it. The person who's been most like... We have to just let let things live. Right. And she's always like, I'm just tending to the garden. You're always like, what's her damage? She seems right. to have no None. damage. And then, and you, there's this thing that happens at the party, which is why I had to watch it again. She sees him come in and start to grab Nicole. Mm-hmm. There's this whole thing of, of mm-hmm. Zoe watching <gasps> it, which makes you wonder what her background is. And has she been raped by him? No. Or has, well, we're going to find out because season two is happening. I wish it wouldn't. I'm so excited that it is because <laughs> I want to watch these women more. Um, I'm excited to see Meryl Streep as Nicole Kidman's mom. What? Oh, yeah. And what about the image of Reese Witherspoon getting ready to throw an ice I cream at... I have seen what you're saying. It's all on Instagram. Oh, I cannot wait. You have to watch the preview after this. There's no preview out. This is just like photos that they've been, that the stars have been like, here's, you know... Here's Meryl Streep reading to my kids. There's a photo of Meryl Streep reading to the twins. Amazing. And then there's a photo of them shooting where Reese Witherspoon is throwing. She has her ice cream, like, back over her head to throw at Meryl Streep, who's walking away from her. Oh, my God. Meryl Streep's going to cause some trouble. And my guess is Meryl Streep is like, you don't need to be friends with that crazy woman. Right. And then Reese, like, loses her mind. And and also, she'll probably turn out to be the reason why Nicole could withstand being in or would accept being in an Maybe. abusive relationship. Maybe. But honey, let me tell you what, I'm excited for season two. It was the acting is phenomenal. Yes. Nicole Kidman deserved that award. I yes. wish they all would have gotten awards. I wish wouldn't that have been amazing? It's a tie between all of everybody. I mean, they're so incredible. So amazing. It was really the the editing of the show, the when they when they do um, inaudible dialogue, you know, where it's just at the end where it's all the women giving their testimony and you're just mm-hmm. watching them, but no, it's all in silence. Mm-hmm. But you hear the breathing of the guy who's interviewing them. Genius. And then there's the woman who's the, the detective who has the lighter who's flicking and she goes, I don't believe it. And he's like, why? And she goes, their language. It's all the same. Oh, interesting. Which is, and, and he's like, yeah, but, you know, he was kicking her and then he died. Like, at worst, she would have gotten manslaughter for self-protection. Right. So why would they lie? And she goes, that's what I can't figure out. So there's right. also this thing about... And then it does make you wonder, like, why do they lie? Why don't they just have it be defense? So that's what I think we're going to find out about Zoe Kravitz's character and the rest of these women and what's... Oh. What's Zoe hiding? Like, I'm just, I'm so here for season two. I can't wait. I'll be Yay! watching every episode. It was really, the editing of the show was I amazing. I feel like Laura Dern's going to be nicer, which will be nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, here, watching, I had to watch a scene of Laura Dern's from Twin Peaks, The Return, where she has this scene. I, I really wish you could watch Twin Peaks. I wish you could do it. It's not TV. It's a long-form art project, mm-hmm. which is why... It's real, like, MoMA, like, sit down in this dark industrial it's carpet not, room. It's really not. I think it... I The aesthetics are so incredible. Incredible? We say incredible too much. <laughs> the aesthetics are so perfect that I, I feel like you could get behind it. I'm going to show you this Laura Dern scene. It's It's the scene where she ends up where she's I can't I don't want to talk about it but okay. god what, for those of you who have seen Twin Peaks The Return the scene when Laura Dern goes I'm not me I'm not me is 
Ah, amazing. <laughs> I really... I have no context, so it seems right. very annoying to me. No, it's really amazing. I'm not me. Oh, she's having a full breakdown. Um, I believe that Big Little Lies was all directed by the same director, uh-huh. which I think is great in terms of... It felt very cohesive. The editing was great. I loved that Nicole Kidman and Alexander Skarsgård's fight when he when he gives her the, her phone before they go to the party and goes, um, your realtor called. Oh, yeah. They want to install the smoke alarms on Monday. Oh, my God. It's so terrifying. And, you're, you're, and watching her leave the house of being like, here I go. I'm a prisoner. Well, and also being like, is he going to kill her now? Yes. And that the face she does of looking back at her kids one more time before leaving. Oh and then God. that they did the scene of them in the car all from being shot behind them instead of ever doing a front shot made it feel so intimate and so unnerving. That was terrifying when you... So unnerved. And then Laura Dern showing up in her My Fair Lady costume going, hi, hey you guys. What a relief. Thank God. That she got to get out of that car. That she got to get out of that car. And 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 then when you want, and then she runs up to the party and then there's something Nicole does, which is classic Nicole. She gets to the party and you watch her looking around in the party. I have chills talking about it right now. <laughs> She's doing this thing that Nicole does, which is a very full, it's so full. It's full acting. She is fully feeling so many things all at once. And they caught it on film. And it is so exciting. She's great. Does it make you want to watch Killing of a Sacred Deer again? Where you no. get to watch her do a different style? I do not want to watch that again. I, do. I did like it. I it's, do not want to watch it. It's again. really good. Very upset. Killing of a Sacred Deer is really good. It's a good movie. Um, I When I was talking to Parker. I was very upset when Jeremy sent those spaghetti pictures this week. I did not like that. That boy. Really He's good. The, they all were. They were. That was really good. Um, when I was telling Parker about the part where the women all recognize that that's the predator and they all recognize it without saying anything. We both on the phone got chills. I was like, I have chills talking about it. She's like, me too on my legs. I was like, me too. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited about it. We're going to watch that clip again. Yes. Big Little Lies. I'm Reese. If you didn't watch it one and a half years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a long time. I had to, I really, because... I don't know. I just wasn't here for it right away. I Look, was just kind of like, it. I'm never uh, here for any of these shows that everybody's screaming about. I did not watch Mad Men. I did not watch I Breaking either. Bad. I, I did didn't not either. watch The Wire. I didn't. Either. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Okay, I, but you know here's I, the thing okay. about those shows: male leads, super male. Don't care. I don't want to watch true. things with a male lead. I don't. I want to watch Broad City. Yes. What else do I want to watch? Project Runway. <laughs> yes. I love him. I love. Tim Gunn, and I he, hope that he is—he's incapable on here of lies. Sometimes he's amazing. What else? What else do we love right now? You know what I just watched again last night was um, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. The actress who plays Love, the evil droid woman. The evil. Wow, droid? she's so good. She's the one who, um, like, there's the whole scene and the water fight between her and oh, she or she when she is on Crayola. or when she goes. To, you know who's really not great in them is uh, Robin Wright. Not great. Never when Robin Wright is playing some hard-edged person who's like, yeah. "What the fuck's going on?" You're like, "Why?" Also, I don't like buy the it. way they dressed her. You know, it was hard. It was she, hard. Robin Wright wasn't wasn't right. There oh. it is. There it is. Not for that. I really love her, but not in that. Yeah, it wasn't um, great. Everyone else, A plus. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Love him. Ugh, um, Ryan Gosling. We, more Ryan Gosling. Girl, she is really... Imagine Ryan Gosling kissing you on the mouth. I can't take it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really real. He's so... He really is, like, hit a perfect balance for, like, almost everybody on Earth. You know, like, everybody can, like, find the allure. Because he's not... To this, to that. Tell you what, couldn't watch him in La La Land. Couldn't stand it. Oh, didn't want. Really? I couldn't stand but him he singing. But he looked great in the clothes. I couldn't Let me stand, tell you I what. Couldn't stand watching him dance around like that. Yeah, great sure, but I just couldn't stand it. I couldn't bear I it. I wanted to kill myself. I absolutely. I couldn't believe I was trapped in that theater. Up couldn't in. believe it. Really, just I can't. Anyhow, um, wow, wow. But Blade Runner twenty forty nine. What a, I what a. 
good movie. I watched most of season two of Anne with an E last night, and I'm not mm. sure why. The girl who plays Anne, I think, does a very she does a very good job of playing this person who has so many feelings and so much language. I did like the this British series that I think was called like uh, the End of the Fucking World. Okay, was, it's with kids or something. Yeah, it's with these teenagers and things. Things get things get intense. Okay, I the end of the fucking. I think it was called the end of the fucking world. I was very moved by that last last season. Last season. This was it. This was like it happened in the fall, I believe. Are I you believe guys watch watching Brad Leone? Bon Appetit. I'm just gonna repeat myself. Oh, guess who I just met on the street was um, Andy, Andy Barigami. Yes, because are you kidding? I'm not kidding. He was having dinner with a friend of mine, and so I walked my friend over to where they were having dinner, and I met him. And I said, oh, I know who you are. You're, uh, are you ready for this? I said, you're Andy, you're on Food Network. No. And he goes, I'm not on Food Network. Oh, and my Jeremy God. And Jeremy said, Bon Appetit. And I was like, oh, yeah, Bon Appetit. Jack. I don't watch Food Network, and I don't really watch Bon Appetit. I've just seen some of those things. But I said, you, I said I've loved the segments you've done on Bon Appetit, and your coming out story is really beautiful, and I'm glad that you did it. I'm just what sure it was very helpful story? for a lot of people. Well, there you go, Reed. He has a big coming out story. You can... That's what on you YouTube? can... Um, no, I think it's... I think he wrote it. I think it was oh. like a, a, an article. He's Iranian, so maybe he has some family things. I believe that is in there. Oh, interesting. In there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there we there we go. We did reviews and gotcha. I couldn't wait to talk about Big Little Lies. I had a great time talking about it with you. And I can't wait for us to watch that last moment again. And <sighs> if, if you watch Big Little Lies before, bring it back up. Watch... Watch Maybe them we'll do bonus episodes it. watching the new season live. Ah, uh, I know it isn't. It would be an interest. I think a bonus episode of us watching a movie would be um, would be good. What are you excited about? That someone recently was like, "What should?" Oh, Isaac said, "What should I go see in terms of dance?" And I mm. was like, mm. "Quadrille stuff." Beth Gill has something. I'm going in to quadrille. her rehearsal. Uh, John Jaspers has a quadrille. Right. Donna Uchizono has a quadrille. Yeah. The quadrille. Go, We're going to go, go do see that. quadrille. That should all be interesting. Um, what else is happening in the fall? There'll be some BAM things. I do not... I could not tell you one thing. Well, we are going to... Hopefully, we'll interview some cur- or someone who's involved around with yeah. curation. And then we can kind of hear about how seasons are programmed. And let's see how that goes. Yes. Um, all right. Well, Paige is about to come over. We're about to eat. Uh, goodbye, everybody. We loves you. We loves you.